0: That's it! Try it. Here
1: we go again. I finish you started. Inspired by a galaxy far, far away. You're listening to Fans of the Force Podcast. You guys have been there from the very start. You are more like family than fans. Thank you again for tuning in, Star Wars fans. It's time for Fans of the Force podcast. I am your moderator, John K. Frederick, and along with this galactic journey are my two best Star Wars friends, Adrian and Cat Ray.
2: How you doing, you bunch of scruffy-looking nerf herders?
0: Who you calling (laughs) scruffy-looking?
1: John. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty scruffy. And, and I did trim the beard this week too, so it's not as scruffy as normal yet still scruffy. <laughs> Let's what do you say we just jump right into stuff and talk about some Star
0: Wars news. Sounds great. Um, so, let's, let's, what's on our Galactic Geek out this week? Um, the Last Jedi novelization reached number two on the New York Times bestsellers list, which is all right, awesome. Yeah. And I, I honestly don't know if a movie novelization of Star Wars, or maybe of any, like how high one has ever gotten on the New York Times bestsellers list. So, that's kind of a neat bit of... Trivia, maybe, if someone knows that. I don't. Uh, (laughs) But it's good, and I would encourage people to read it. So there's a reason why it's number two, or was number two. Uh, It's been reported by Screen Rant that uh, Ryan Johnson has started work on his new Star Wars trilogy. Although apparently that doesn't actually mean... Yeah, apparently that doesn't mean it's written yet, though, and he's still working on story treatments. So... (laughs) It's kind of like. So, what are they working on? I don't know, but I'm not in the movie business.
2: Something magical.
0: Something magic. Yes, that's all that matters. In the end,
2: I can't wait for the protest for this one in a couple of years. <sighs> <why. laughs>
0: are you making your signs now? <laughs> Down with Ryan Johnson.
2: No, no, they, they they call him Ruin Johnson. I think
0: Ru. Oh, oh, okay. I hadn't heard that.
2: Hilarious. I haven't either. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just going to make a sign that says, Ryan Johnson, I hope you have a nice day.
0: Well, considering that there are people who are protesting already the, or planning on protesting the solo movie because the international promotional posters don't have blasters on them. Oh my God. Have you guys seen anything about this?
2: International posters, man. It's not yes. like they removed them. As, oh, In, oh.
0: I know. I know. It's completely ridiculous but I think it just goes to show that some people are gonna find something to harp on no matter what it is
1: I think you're right and it doesn't matter which side of the fence you're on you know a move like that is gonna create some mm-hmm. stir and some buzz and mm-hmm. and people are gonna latch on to it and uh, and run away with it to uh, further their own personal agendas yeah True that very <sighs> true that.
0: In a spot of something exciting, it was announced on starwars.com that all six uh, Star Wars original trilogy and prequel trilogy soundtracks are going to be re-released on May 4th and they will be they're going to be remastered with new behind the scenes photos and a collectible mini poster. But that's literally all the information we have. So,
2: see that. Um, how do you guys really feel about that right now? Because I, I, I have some mixed uh, feelings. If I'm, I'm going to be honest with myself.
0: I would like to know which, like, are they releasing the special edition original trilogy? Or I'm assuming that's what's going on since those are kind of the standard now.
2: I mean, right. they're saying they're new, new masters, right? Which is which is great.
0: Yeah. Yes. Because I mean, we,
2: we've we've had a we have a, we've had two releases in the recent past twenty years, whatever. Right? The ninety seven and the the two thousand four releases, were just like re-releases of the ninety seven thing, right? Hmm. Pretty much just a repackage.
0: Sure. I don't know. <laughs> I have the ninety seven for sure. The. When the special editions... Are
2: yeah, those released. are the ones I have, too. So... Yeah. I, I want them to release some samples. Yeah. Just so Agreed. we can really compare. And and I'm also going to be honest, the new art's kind of... Well, it's a Star Wars logo with a nice little... Lacking. ...color ribbon underneath <laughs> it with a subtitle.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: If you, feel- you want to sell it just based on like new art, new mini poster, show us the mini poster, show us mm-hmm. some nice new art, you know, because right now I'm, mm-hmm. I'm feeling a little not too inclined to buy them because, I mean, Force knows I would, but I, I need a little more to chew on before just
1: making the plunge, you know? You know what would help me buy them is, I mean, because I've got the vinyl, you know, So Mm -hmm. if they Mm. had the digital download code to go with it, Mm. you know, Mm. with the CDs, I would be inclined to do that because I don't have any of the soundtracks on my phone. Of course, I just kind of hop over to YouTube and listen to it for free on YouTube, (laughs) but (laughs) sound quality is not always there, but um, when I need my fix, I get my fix. Yeah. Yeah. But if they had included a very clean digital download, I'd be all about it. I'd be like, sure, yeah. How much does it cost? Paid.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. So yeah, I I have mixed feelings with you, Adrian. I'm always excited to see you know the music of listen. So, oh, yeah. see. That's see new word. releases, listen to the music. There we go. And, but at the same time, what I'd really like to see is I'd like to see the complete soundtracks. Yes. Because yes. we know yes. that yes. there's music that has been cut out. And so if they were doing like remastered complete soundtracks, they would already have my money. Oh, absolutely. I would have already pre-ordered all of that.
2: So glad you went there. Cause yes.
0: So I'm kind of like, eh, I have all of the soundtracks already and I own all the CDs and I have Mm -hmm. them as MP3s and I can listen to them anywhere. So do I need to spend that money on these remastered ones? Uh, I'm kind of leaning towards no at the moment. We'll see how weak I get the closer we get.
1: (laughs) I mean, the reconstructions. Go ahead, John. The first time I see them in the stores will be the first time I'm truly tempted. (laughs)
0: <laughs> fair enough fair enough
1: I, I i still i still need my
2: samples because i mean yeah new higher resolution stuff but but no, i'm totally on board with the full complete they only did that with a uh, phantom menace right and i guess they're kind of yes, sort of doing that yeah. with that musical version of the last jedi Sort of.
0: Oh yeah. Which we could talk about real briefly because tomorrow, this week, is finally the home release of The Last Jedi. Oh, bum,
1: man, bum, bum, but, bum. So by the time this airs, we'll all have had our copies and watched it two or three well, times, yep, times by
0: now. Yeah. The so, director and the, and the Jedi I, for
2: me, man. That's well I'm pumped for that.
0: But I, I don't think we talked about it in our in our last episode, or if we did it had it got canned cuz that episode was right. trash right. um my fault it, to, sorry to about throwing that. it out there it was away. my fault
2: <laughs> this is we didn't release the last episode cuz my computer screwed up and I didn't catch it blame blame we, Adrian it's we me we love
0: you anyway
2: don't you lie to me go but
0: on. <laughs> <laughs> but it when we recorded last time it Was announced that there was a music only version of The Last Jedi that is available for download when you buy the digital or you get a digital copy of the movie. So, well, only I think in the US through movies anywhere. Anyway, sorry, Canada. Yeah, (laughs) sorry, all (laughs) international fans. But that's going to be really cool to watch. A Star Wars because I've never done that like tried to line up the movie with like the soundtrack um, and not any sort of dialogue or sound effects or anything. So I'm looking forward to having that experience. <laughs> yeah, that'll be
2: cool. That's that's a one of that's a first. That's going to be a first for a lot of lot of us, I think. And yeah, I, I'm trying to imagine just watching Star Wars without dialogue sound effects just the music i have i know there's gonna be a reaction i just don't know what it is yeah but that is i am so looking forward to that i think more than just seeing the movie again by itself because come on the last jedi score was amazing and just the movie itself is beautiful it's like one long music video
0: Hmm. yeah that will be awesome uh, StarWars.com also released an excerpt from the upcoming Thrawn Alliances novel by Timothy Zahn, which is coming out July 24th, I believe, Whew. which you can read on StarWars.com. And the excerpt focuses on Thrawn, Vader, and Palpatine having a little bit of interaction. <laughs> Seems like it takes place probably quite close to the beginning of the book, if not the first chapter. But it lays some groundwork for some potentially exciting things. And it's cool to see it. the three of them interact. Yeah. Read about the three of them interacting.
2: So my biggest takeaway from that is that it it seems to take place almost immediately after the season three finale of uh, Rebels.
0: Yes, indeed. Because they mention Thrawn's defeat at Adalon.
2: Which was I was reading that. I'm like, oh, would you look at that? A nice little Rebels throw in right, right off the bat. It's mm-hmm. cool. And, uh,
1: cool.
2: Kat, you mentioned this a long while ago. I, I don't even know if we are recording or not. Uh, what's it called? Out- outbound Flight? Outward Flight?
0: Oh, Outbound, outbound. Flight. Outbound. Yes.
2: That's a prequel era Thrawn novel, right? With Kenobi and Anakin featuring yes. Thrawn. Yes. So based on this excerpt, would you say that maybe they're canonizing some of that novel since... They seem to be well, going to focus on, like, their first meeting back when Vader was still Anakin, right? That's what I got yeah, anyway.
0: But I think, okay, so, caveat. I forgot to pre-order the Thrawn comic. <laughs> um, so, How Mayacopa. could you? I know, I failed, failed. So, it from, from what I have seen of the Thrawn comic, I think they're kind of rewriting the Anakin Thrawn meeting. So I don't actually know if we're going to see anything in outbound flight canonized. Oh, I mean, wait, no, we'll see.
2: Uh, well, my, my phrasing was a little weird, but I mean, you know how they've been taking stuff from quote unquote legends and applying yes, it. Yeah.
0: And bringing it. So
2: in. I, I would imagine they'd be doing something similar with, with that. Maybe,
0: maybe we will see. And I guess it will, it will, some of that might depend on does Thrawn figure out who Darth Vader is in this novel? Does he put the pieces together, or will he have enough of the pieces to put it together? He's smart enough.
2: Um If Tarkin figured it out, like I could see Thrawn, <laughs> like like just the way Vader walks or something, and just I don't know, just one little thing, like oh, he's Skywalker. Okay, that's it. He's he's basically the Sherlock of Star Wars. So
0: Uh (laughs) Um, (laughs) elementary
1: my dear Mm (laughs)
2: veda i i am very much looking forward to this novel like i me too the last one was such a nice nice surprise for me and yeah rebels also did a great job of building the character up for me so
0: yes and i like how the novel the first novel kind of tied in with Rebels and added some more dimension to the villain characters that we have seen in that show. So I'm I'm excited that this can expand potentially more kind of what else is going on in the galaxy. You know, we got Rebels on screen, but what else is happening?
2: No, I will say that novel did so much more for price than the show mm-hmm. ever did.
0: Yeah, Amen. Totally did.
2: Reading that novel made Rebels such a better show for me because I gave somewhat of a damn about the Price character. I didn't really care before just because she seemed just kind of like generic evil Imperial. But the the characterization that novel did, and I, I mean, we could argue with, you know, the merit of having to read a novel to, yeah. you know, get a show better. I mean, that's a whole different podcast, but... It's, it's just the, uh, uh, it's just shows how well the story group works together to really mesh everything to feel like one cohesive universe, right? Agreed. And does that, that little bit we got from starwars.com for the new one just keeps pushing that. I mean, th- does it, does it feel like just like name dropping or Easter eggs to you guys at some points, or do you feel like it's organic? Like with purpose.
1: You know what? Every time I run across something like that, mm-hmm. it makes me excited. Right. So I would say it's probably more of an Easter egg feeling to me, you know, than than something that's that's like pushed upon us or yeah. Fan servicey, that sort of, yeah. That, that's that's the way yeah. to describe it.
0: I mean, I like I like getting those little Easter eggs as long as it's not guess two fan y to in your face so I enjoy it uh, like Don- for example
1: like for example the character of bones in uh, um, the uh, aftermath aftermath trilogy there you know I, yeah I thought that was that was cool a cool way to use a battle droid you know and introduce him in a fresh way and I didn't oh. feel like it was it was too in your face, you know, Mister Bones. B-
2: Bones is a is a B one, right?
0: Bones. Yeah. yeah, it's a B one.
2: I know of the character. I just couldn't really ever like. I still have not gotten past like the first two chapters of Aftermath.
1: <laughs> yeah, well,
0: maybe someday. I got
1: through the first book, but it's the next two books that I guess are better than the first one. But. The first one was a chore for me.
2: (laughs) And this is why Cat Ray's a much better person than you or me, John.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, John, you shared a link with Adrian and I um, stating that EA is working on an open world Star Wars game.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. that should cause a lot of controversy with the people who are just up in arms that Star Wars and EA are still even in in bed bed together. So... (laughs)
0: So as someone who is not a gamer, what does this actually mean? What's open world? Like, what's an open world game? Is that where you just, like, go and explore and there's no.
1: No boundaries. I
0: don't know. No limits. You can you do whatever.
1: It means kind of like, like World of
0: Warcraft or something. I, I don't know. What does it mean? I know nothing.
2: May I?
1: It's more. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh, there was a waiting for the pause there's like is John I,
0: well
1: i was go ahead you're like we thinking i was gonna jump in go Jump ahead. in. no no jump in no no it's all you <laughs>
0: someone open, tell me
1: open world are my
2: my personal favorite games okay stuff like like fallout fallout 3 is like one of my all-time favorites and that's open okay. world it's it feels like a fully developed world where you can go anywhere you're not uh bound by uh uh a rail or something. You have to go this way. You got to go that way. Right. hmm. There's a lot of lore around everything, which is, I think why I like it so much, because there's so much focus on, on the, the story of, uh, you know, just the, the history of whatever world there is. You, you got your plot, your missions, you got your main mission, right? Your plot where you can, you know, be the hero, be the whatever, but you don't have to stick to it, which is the thing. You can really just make it your own experience. Mm-hmm. So with a world as rich in mythology as Star Wars and, you know, adding an open world aspect to it like that. I mean, come on. <laughs> that's I mean, Yes. It's like it's your own Star Wars experience. If, if If they go the Fallout route, which I would hope just make your own character, make your own be a Jedi, be a bounty hunter, be a smuggler have your that would own ship be
0: pretty cool mm-hmm.
2: i do i wish it was not with ea yeah i mean you want to make an open world game you go to bethista i mean they're the reigning champs but mm. but i'll look at it as a glass half full you know just something coming or something being developed and after the battlefront 2 backlash i'm sure they're gonna kind of tweak their their uh methodology if they're smart,
1: I think. And and me, I'm I'm an EA supporter. I love their games. Uh, there's a lot of EA games that I just I mean <sighs> right. You start with the Madden games and work outwards, you know? Some great stuff. So I'll be super interested, number one, because it's Star Wars. But mm-hmm. number two, it's because that first pers- that game developer is one that I've enjoyed for quite a long time. And I know that there was this huge avalanche of backlash over the last Star Wars game, um, but really, I think it was blown way out of proportion. I I'm inclined
2: to agree with you there, man. It was super just out of proportion.
1: Yeah, and um, the game itself is a good game. I, I have a blast Chiller playing it. Killer graphics and and a great story. You know, so. Uh, yeah, I'm psyched about it. I can't wait. I, I'd definitely buy it and try it.
0: Excellent. Thanks, guys. <laughs> that means Cadre
2: has to buy it, too, because she's going to buy a PS4. Right? Oh, yeah. Right.
0: Right. Uh, right. Yeah. Uh huh.
2: That's right. Our- We're console peasants, people.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um. Lastly, looking to the future, Ron Howard shared an update. Today, Monday, March 26th, on Twitter, saying that the last bit of scoring and final sound mix is happening this week for Solo, A Star Wars Story.
2: <laughs> no, man.
0: So we're getting closer.
2: Two
1: months, I believe. Two months,
0: almost almost exactly. Yeah.
1: yeah. Super exciting, guys. I mean, uh, here we are on, on the precipice of more new Star Wars. Doesn't that just sound great? Yep. Always. Ah, always. I see what you did there. <laughs> and some of the uh, the solo merchandise is starting to hit the stores, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, just ha- I happened to uh, cruise by the local Toys R Us to check out their going out of business discounts. Ten percent is all they're offering
0: for a discount. Uh, what? And, no wonder they're and they going wonder, out of business. Yeah, for <laughs> yeah.
1: real. Uh, but I did see for the first time today, um, Solo a Star Wars story toys. It was a little race set with a miniature uh, two speeders. One looked kind of like the blue one that we see in the in the the teaser trailer that Solo's cruising around in and then the other one is that um that crazy headed looking dude in another miniature little speeder and they race side by side on this track thing and it's cartoony looking but obviously being the first piece of solo merch i should have taken a picture of it while i was there uh solo merchandise that i've seen on any shelves anywhere so here it comes folks get ready get your wallets ready here it comes
2: I've yeah, been, I've been seeing those uh, the new Black series stuff for the solo movie.
1: I haven't seen them. I've been looking oh, all, really? all over for them.
2: Well, I, I, I rephrase. I've been seeing people post about them online. They're they're taking photos that
1: I've seen. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so that I've seen.
2: Danny Glover, uh, uh, Lando, uh, Alden, Han. Which is it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird seeing it, but it's still pretty cool. Like I'm, I, I'm not not a hater here. <laughs>
0: I feel like my area is always the last to get that stuff anyway.
1: Kinda of feel so, the same way myself. Yeah. You
0: know. The West Coast, man, we don't get any of it. Until like a month later.
1: It's funny I saw somebody on the East Coast post the same exact thing. We
0: never get things we always get <laughs> last on the East
1: Coast. We can't Wrong. both be right.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, I mean Texas doesn't get jack either, so I don't know where they're all going.
0: Yeah, where yeah, where are all these things going? Canada. The Midwest. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Midwest gets it all. <laughs> Bastards. All right. California so,
1: and, and Chicago, right?
0: Yeah. Mm. Probably. So I think that wraps up our Galactic Geek Out for this week, unless you guys have something else that you would like to talk about. Uh
2: one little one if you guys don't mind. Since yeah. we're since we're on solo. Since we're on solo yeah. right now. Um mm-hmm. So that uh, other little tidbit that came out about the unnamed actor Uh giving some details about the supposed drama that went down.
1: Oh, I hadn't seen that. You hadn't seen that? No. That
0: was an interesting read, to be sure.
1: It looks messy, man. It it looks really messy. Like This would be
2: pre-Ron Howard drama? Like the circumstances that led to... uh, ron howard taking over mm-hmm. okay so this unnamed actor <laughs> could be an act- actress who knows yeah. says uh so here's a here's a direct quote from uh indie the indie article okay. that i read right. phil and chris are good directors but they weren't prepared for star wars after the 25th take 25th that even for like a major blockbuster with a big budget that's pretty crazy so after the 25th take the actors were looking at each other like this is getting weird lord and miller seemed a bit out of control they definitely felt the pressure with one of these movies there are so many people on top of you all the time the first assistant director was really experienced and had to step in to help and direct a lot of the scenes and also according to this article to this actor the script did not change at all when howard uh came on board
0: Oh, I I saw that, and when I was reading this, I thought that was an interesting.
1: That tidbit. is, there that were no rewrites whatsoever. The, yeah, to this super guy. interesting. So it's all about direction and not about the story. Yeah, so, ah, wow. yeah, yeah. That's so a
2: revelation. It is. I was like, that was like the biggest tidbit for me. It's like, I thought there'd be rewrites, but no. It was just, it was just straight up the direction that was happening. Wow. So apparently, Howard. Uh, didn't really film any new scenes he just reshot a lot of the Lord and Miller stuff and uh, a lot of that too was uh, close-ups a lot of stuff like that so actual performance stuff uh, by the sounds of it because a lot of the white stuff apparently didn't get used again so Hmm. so according to this I'd imagine if this is to be believed that any white shot or like big shot action shots in the movie might be Lord and Miller stuff it's likely to be Lord and Miller well, any character type of moments might be Howard. And on that, too, uh, let's see, let's see, uh, the whole acting coach thing. The actor admitted yeah. that the coach ultimately helped Aaron Reich in the production overall. You could see his acting become more relaxed. You know, he became more Harrison-like. The coach helped.
0: That's good. I was kind of given some side eye um, when, when they said that they wanted, Lucasfilm wanted him to copy Harrison Ford. And I guess it depends on what they mean by copying here. That was
2: the Vulture article, right? The one you shared from that. Oh,
0: may- maybe. Oh, yeah, maybe. I'm getting my articles confused. So many things um so yeah where they're basically i mean there were yeah the other article i guess that was the vulture article where they said that he was imitating um
2: which is like that thread said i mean you don't hire someone to imitate you you don't hire an actor to imitate someone else you hire them to channel a character to yeah be that character and make it their own in a way too
0: So I there's a little bit of okay, well we'll we'll see. I'm I'm taking everything with a grain of salt, to be sure.
1: Yeah, I I I see, you know, the imitation versus the expression of the character. Um, but at the same time, Solo's character is more sarcastic than Goofball and always has been. So and it sounded like they were going more in a goofball direction before they switched directors. So hopefully we'll get that sarcastic comedy as opposed to the goofball comedy that that it sounded like we were about to get.
2: And it's not it's not in this IndieWire uh, article, but I read somewhere else too that I don't know if this is true or not. So a grain of salt that Alden's the one that asked for the coach. Because he was worried when people were making the Ace Ventura comparisons. You know, I was directed to act like Ace Ventura. I want to be directed to be Han Solo. So he he personally requested, uh, supposedly personally requested a, an acting
1: coach. Good deal.
0: Yeah, I mean, I applaud him for that. Like, this is not going to be easy. And a lot of this movie and people's reception of it hinges on their acceptance of of Alden Ehrenreich as Han Solo. And I think it's great that he had, if it's true, that he had enough awareness to recognize, "Hey, I'm struggling. I need some help." Do you, you think
1: know? that the the masses in general would have would have been a little more lenient on the solo character had they put the timeline in an even younger actor? playing Han Solo, so somebody in their teens, as opposed to their late 20s, early 30s?
2: Yeah, actually, I thought about that, and I think so. It'd be like a young Indiana Jones type of situation.
1: Totally. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. I definitely think there might be some of that. I mean, by going, by moving the story closer to the original trilogy, you know, you're definitely gonna get more comparisons of
1: you're gonna have a segment con. of people who are not going to be able to differentiate the character versus the original actor
0: yes exactly.
1: people are gonna struggle with that even now you know and and the same with um, you know um, all the people that say Millie Bobby Brown would be a great Leia
2: mm-hmm.
1: if a young Leia because they mm-hmm. look their looks are so similar you know and maybe yeah. she would be but can she nail the character too That's the big question.
0: yeah just because they look similar doesn't necessarily mean that it would actually work.
1: And even though she's a good actress, is she a good actress for that part mm-hmm. So so hopefully it's all in the casting and and in the direction and that um, you know the solo film is gonna head down the path that. Eventually, we'll, we'll, you know, make it easier for other well-known characters to be recast in different Star Wars side projects. Like if we had, I'm just throwing things out there, like a Mace Windu movie, Young Mace Windu or something, (laughs) you know?
2: Sebastian Stan for Young Luke.
1: If that happens. yeah, Yeah, a lot of people would like that to happen as well.
0: I mean they could make – they could use Sebastian Stan as Luke post Return of the Jedi. They could, yeah. You know, travels and it actually age-wise would probably be fairly spot on. It would line up pretty pretty,
2: pretty closely, yeah. Um, With Alden though, I mean just with everything that's been happening with this movie and how public it's been, poor dude. There is no way he's going to win. This is going to be – So rooting for this guy. Oh, I'm rooting for him too. But this is going to be a last totally. Jedi level divide. There's going to be people mm-hmm. trying to like, hey, no, he did a pretty decent job. He made the character his own. I, I liked it. And then you're going to have the people just the, hashtag gonna be another not another my solo. That
1: are going to h- hate it no matter what.
2: I mean, they're already doing that before the movie even comes like, out. I'm
1: I'm already s- uh, the new Falcon is already starting to grow on me, and I never thought that would happen. Hey, hashtag right not off. my Falcon. <laughs>
2: Hashtag not my falcon yet.
0: Yeah, yet. yeah, yeah. I just, I mean, no one can see it on the podcast, yeah. but rolling Adrian, my st- rolling my eyes over those people that are already <laughs> yeah. up in arms about it, like and okay. haven't seen it yet. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's one thing to see it and not like it. We're all entitled to our preferences, you know. Yeah. that's fine. But to to just jump completely in the deep end about. How awful it's going to be before you know? We've literally seen what like two and a half minutes of this movie in a trailer form.
2: And if they use those two and a half minutes, oh, that's true. If they even use it,
0: (laughs) yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, you know, give it a chance. And if you don't want to go see it, don't go see it.
1: Yeah, but don't try and ruin it for other people. You know, just yeah,
0: exactly.
1: Well, Adrian, I'm really glad you brought that up because, um, you know, I wasn't aware of that. And and you've got it now on my radar as well. So thanks for bringing that little piece up. That's what we're here for, John. Yeah. And we're also here for uh, talking about Star Wars in general. And um, because our last uh, episode had a, a little bit of a malfunction and we weren't able to release it, you know, I think we we are we owe the audience just a few minutes to talk about the finale of of Rebels. I went ahead and rewatched it last night, the the last two episodes, mm-hmm. and um, a, a month later, it still holds up. The impact is still there. Such a great episode. Um, what are your thoughts? It's been a month already.
0: <laughs> no, not quite a month. Close. It's been. Two weeks, two weeks. I have to say that it's still kind of sad that Monday nights I don't get to go home.
2: I f- I felt it turn the first on Monday. new
0: rebels. Yeah, yeah. It's like oh, there's oh, there's no new Star Wars sob. Uh, no new rebels. I it was it was sad to say goodbye to this this crew, the the characters. I mean, I know we'll see some of them again for sure, but it definitely. It was emotional to to say goodbye and I know I started crying in like the last couple minutes of the show um of the finale. But overall I really enjoyed it. <laughs> Mostly. There are a few parts that are kinda weaker that well, are weaker, depending yeah, on your
2: but, I mean that's that's with all uh all of Rebels, I think, in general. Yeah. When when it when it when it's high, I mean it it is soaring. It is just it is up there. When it's weird, it's weird.
0: <laughs> Pergils.
2: <laughs> Deus Ex Pergils, yeah.
0: Yeah, that that was probably the weakest part of the episode. Um, not that I disagree with what happened, because I think Ezra and Thrawn getting shunted off somewhere into the unknown And then later, uh, spoiler alert, Sabine and Ahsoka then going to look for them. You know, I think that opens up some interesting story possibilities. I think it's a little bit of a cheat using the Pergil to come in to help Ezra defeat, quote unquote, Thrawn. It was a little too convenient, but, Mm -hmm. you know, TV, 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 kids show, hand wave. But overall, it was still, I mean, there were just so many little bits of this that I loved. You know, the wolves, the clones coming back, seeing Ahsoka. She made it out of Malachor. Um, Hera and Kanan having a baby. We're just in full on spoiler mode alert, you know? Yeah,
1: totally, yeah. Yeah,
0: Sabine, Sabine and Ezra saying goodbye in the control room that moment felt hugely emotional for both yeah. of those characters. Yeah. So so there were so many bits of this finale that I loved. I thought the the shootout scene when they're in the whatever generator room.
1: Terror Dome? That
0: was <laughs> <Terror-dome>. <laughs> <laughs> well, kinda, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, um I mean that felt so Star Warsy. Oh, totally. To me, like very original trilogy. You know, the when when they're on the the Death Star in the first place, Han, Leia, and Luke, and they're escaping. Like that felt very Star. You know, very Star Warsy to me. So I did not go back and rewatch the finale, um, like you did this week. But I, yeah, it's. St- I still think about it. Still missing them.
1: You know, I, I, I rewatched. I, go ahead, John. I rewatched last night. And and one thing that, that kind of like just a split second thing that was on the screen that stood out to me was um how strong Zeb is in terms of yeah. physical strength when he's holding the blast door from Mm. from closing down i don't think we've seen that in star wars Mm -mm. um not much at least not that i can recall and here he is using all four of his limbs to keep the blast door open long enough for people to jump in through it that was that's pretty epic i think he did that one other time
0: i have a question go for it oh did um did either of you watch the animated series gargoyles when it aired back <laughs> in yes. like, the mid nineties, okay, back in the nineties, wow, I'm not a, gonna lie, That is like that is like one of my first fandoms ever. I freaking love that show. But Greg Weisman, who wrote Gargoyles, helped create that for Disney. By the way, um, right? He also he wrote the. He's actually done work on Star Wars comics, and he helped write the Kanan series. Which, of course, features the ghost crew. And somehow I can't help but wonder, like, that scene really reminded me of, like, gargoyles because they're very large and strong and they have, you know, abilities to do things like that. And I some part of me wonders if that was, like, a shout out to Greg Weisman. And that's
2: an interesting connection.
0: Anyway, that's just me. And because I'm obsessed with gargoyles still, even
1: though it's been. <laughs> no, that was <laughs> such a great show. Uh, It really, truly was. The first season especially was just incredible.
0: Yeah. But anyway. I I remember (laughs) the opening
2: credits and snippets. of
0: You should go back and watch it if you've not seen. And that was also, I have to say, at at that time, this is a total tangent, sorry. That was the first show that I ever watched from beginning to end. Like, saw every episode. And so that always felt like a real accomplishment as a teenager. <laughs> I nice. Was like yes, I have seen all of that. You know. <laughs> yes, I have seen this entire <laughs> cartoon series. Thank you for
2: not asking. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Thank you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sure you cared. So. <laughs> anyway, that that oh, series cool. lives near and dear to my heart. Um, so. <laughs> anyway, sorry, derailed that conversation. Yes, no. that was a very cool moment, John. <laughs>
2: That's awesome. Thank you very much. Dang. You know, uh, I I haven't gone back to rewatch it yet. I haven't had time. But during some downtime at the office, I have found myself repeatedly rewatching the epilogue.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Okay.
2: Which is my favorite moment this whole... For sure, this whole season. That's, like, my favorite part. Whole series? It's definitely in the top five. I adore the epilogue, wow. just because it it brings everything together sh- on the show wise. You know, we we had our where are they now montage called it by the way. Um
0: Yeah, you did. I was convinced that they weren't going to do that. I was like, nah, it's going to end, and we're just we're not going to get anything else. And yeah, I, didn't, I was I wrong. Didn't think it would I was wrong.
1: I was totally wrong, and Adrian was totally right. Yep. <laughs> so.
2: It's the last, like, 30 seconds or so when we're with Sabine, you know, this age Sabine. The whole yeah. series comes full circle with that shot of her looking at a restored Lothal. It's the first shot with Ezra in the first episode, so that that's just mm-hmm. cool. But then the new door it opens when Ahsoka, the White, shows up. And right. they just... Hand with her giant you. bubble wand. Giant bubble wand of <laughs> destiny. And they just share this knowing look at each other. Yeah, and I mean, talk about closing one door and opening another, man. Because that that was so powerful to me. The, my my experience with rebels hasn't has been that you know the, my, I have issues with the Ezra character, as you guys know. Mm-hmm. That moment that Cat Ray brought up, where they 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 said goodbye to each other, just like with those looks. I know it's mm-hmm. a big deal for people because it was it was done brilliantly. brilliantly. I don't think the relationship was explored enough for me to really feel that way.
0: Well, I f- I felt that I felt that moment was very powerful because I thought that was kind of the moment where Sabine and Ezra accepted their destinies and stepped into their full-fledged roles. That was when Sabine, you know, she had to let go and step into the a leader puts a leadership position with the rebels on Lothal so that they could keep the capital safe from Thrawn. And Ezra had to go and accept his destiny to then ultimately you know not vanquish the Emperor, but you know, be able to shut down that avenue and get rid of Thrawn. So so I thought that moment to me was I mean one I it was just like because you could almost you could see even though there weren't any really words going on you can you know you could kind of see what was happening in the characters heads and at the same time it's that they were both you know like this is the choice that i'm making and this is what i need to do and despite my, what i may want to do you know we can't always do what we want to. Sometimes we have to do something else. Oh, and so I thought I thought that was one of the most powerful moments in the finale, quite honestly.
2: And no, no, I, I agree with you. It's just, uh, again, going back to my whole, the way the Ezra was characterized throughout the whole series. Mm-hmm. I, I think that moment, as powerful as it was, I think it could have been much better. Which would have made the epilogue that much better than, a, than what it was. Because I, I love that beloved for what it does for the franchise as a whole, I guess is what I was trying to say. And it does a decent job at bringing the series itself to, to an end. But it could have been better if there was more consistency with Ezra. And I think I just like it so much because of the, that new door opening, the new what's going to happen now.
1: Yeah, I don't think there's any other... I don't think there's any other thing, but like the next step, the next thing is the search for Ezra. You know, it's, it's, it's finding out where he went and, and hopefully catching up with, you know, with Ezra and, and maybe Thrawn and what happened afterwards and, um, in the adventure to, to find him and bring him back, quote unquote home.
2: Ooh. What if the new Thrawn novel has an epilogue or something? That cuts to Thrawn after the finale of Rebels.
0: Maybe. I think what I did not realize is that Timothy Zahn has actually signed on to write a trilogy of Thrawn novels. So Thrawn Alliances is the second book.
2: Really? Okay.
0: So, and I either missed this somewhere or maybe they decided to add more books because it's Timothy Zahn and Thrawn so they figured, hey, why not? Um, in which case, yes, we're all okay with that. So, <laughs> so I, so it's possible. I mean, given that the book takes place after season three, I'm guessing. I'm guessing we won't see that because I think whatever is coming later with Sabine and Ahsoka and Ezra and Thrawn. Oh. They're going to want to wait and save that.
2: Yeah, I, I didn't know there was a trilogy coming. So, you know what? Yeah.
0: Well, <laughs> I'm trying. Now I'm trying to determine where I saw that. And maybe that's actually not true. Maybe somebody just made that up on the internet.
1: Timothy's um, on side note. Uh, I found out this week that earlier this year, Timothy's on. Made an appearance at the local Barnes & Noble, which I could just about throw a football to from here. <laughs> and um, and there was the opportunity for him to be an in-studio guest at our radio station.
0: Ugh. And oh.
1: uh, it was apparently kiboshed because one of the higher-ups decided nobody's going to know who that is.
0: Oh, no. no! Oh no!
1: <laughs> Seriously, I almost I, went into that guy's office and and exploded
0: at him. I think he's but I would have lost my job. John, should I, I should he, I cut yeah. this out?
1: Should I cut this out?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Seriously,
1: no. Does your don't boss listen to our
2: podcast?
1: Uh, no, I don't think he does. All right, I'll, I will leave his I, part he's not, in. And he's part. not directly. He's not directly my boss. Um, he's kind of like my boss's boss. Um, But there's a boss <laughs> over him too, who I'm cool with. So I think we're good. You no, know? but honestly, I'm c- quite surprised because this particular person would, n- in in my estimation, know that he knows pop culture enough to know who the heck Timothy Zahn is.
0: And I, but maybe I, he's
1: just thinking about our general audience. You know,
0: maybe Whatever. I I feel like there though. Even I mean, probably more casual Star Wars fans know maybe they don't know Timothy Zahn by name, but I mean a lot of people have read the original Th- Thrawn trilogy that he wrote.
1: Yes indeed, yeah.
0: You know, if you if you've read anything in the EU, it's probably the Thrawn trilogy. Because that for a while, that was like the gold standard of the EU. That was uh, the only so, standard. Yo, know, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think I think he was maybe underestimating but you know yeah i guess maybe for a broad audience you
2: know yeah, there's a bunch of maybe. star wars fans at the office tomorrow i'm gonna throw out the name let's see what happens because see, see whose
0: head whips yeah. around
2: i i doubt i i doubt any of them will know who
1: who he is anyway my heart broke a little bit apparently he lives here at the oregon coast somewhere so
0: you gotta go find him.
1: Yeah, him. gotta go hang with him. You gotta Need go to get s- a beer with that guy. Stalker on him. We'll go share <laughs> a green milk somewhere. Go yeah. Share a green milk and then have him be on the podcast. <clears throat> what? Right. Right. <laughs> uh, what was that? Be
2: <clears throat> that would be epic.
0: Anyway, so I think in the in the last episode we we kind of touched on this topic a little, but knowing that there are some loose ends to be. Tied up, especially in regards to Ahsoka and Sabine and Ezra and Thrawn. How do we think that we're going to see these unfold in the future? Novel. Novel. I think that was our general consensus. We want a series of books, Star Wars.
1: I would love to see it. And I mentioned this in the the episode that we didn't get to release. I would love to see the actors who do the voice work for the characters do some sort of live action production of them in their roles. I think that'd be a cool novelty. Maybe it wouldn't be a feature length thing. Maybe it'd be like a one shot on the new Disney streaming, which mm-hmm. would be cool. I think that was a consensus yes. too.
2: <laughs> the streaming
1: app material since they're developing yeah. everything now right so that'd be yeah. that'd be one cool way that that i'd be totally into
2: okay how's about this, this is this for a question all right so not counting ezra thron or Sabine or ahsoka which characters do you guys want to see again pop up somewhere as part of an ensemble or their own standalone production media
0: Hera, uh-huh. Hera, I want Hera, and Hera I guess that means.
1: or Jason? Hera.
0: And, can I put an and in there? <laughs> can you
1: throw another and, and and put Chopper on there too? And Chopper,
0: wow, wow, wow. yeah. <laughs> I I mean, so, given my age and stage in life, Hera <laughs> was definitely, whoa. <laughs> dude, Sorry. don't make fun. Maybe. that was just weird
1: the way the way you started it. that was weird i'm sorry
0: <laughs> hey
1: r- is a star it. wars mom cat can yeah, relate
0: i can okay, relate and right. and i mean even overall throughout the course of the series i mean Hera. you know i kind of feel like more felt more into her character than some of the others ezra uh <laughs>
2: i laughed because i was thinking you're not that old
0: just so you know Well, neither is Hera, so, (laughs) but, you know, so, personally, I would love to see more of Hera, especially since we know that she's around in the New Republic post-Return of the Jedi Battle of Endor. What was she doing during Jakku? You know, she doesn't show up at all in the Aftermath Trilogy. Chuck Winding probably couldn't use her they because they hadn't released anything yet. So he probably he's probably not able to. But it's like, oh, what was she point. doing? Where was she? Yeah, and yeah, what happens with Jason? I mean his dad was a Jedi? He is probably force sensitive.
2: Would you be annoyed if they no. redcon Hera into the Battle of Jakku? Um,
0: no i I don't think so. Mainly because, you know, okay, in the book, you know, you've only got so many viewpoint characters and obviously there are more people out there. I mean, I don't think it's really any different than retconning the fact that Rex is in the Battle of Endor and Hera is there too. So, yeah, you know, you have to think like, you know, they... Throughout the original trilogy, there was more than one rebel base. I mean, not all the rebels were on Yavin when the Death Star shows up. True not that. All the rebels were on Hoth when Darth Vader shows up. So, you know, the galaxy is large. But the ghost large. was
1: at. The, but the ghost was at the Battle of uh, uh, Scarif. S- Scarif. Yes. yes. So,
0: but then it disappeared somewhere else. I mean, he gets around. Yes. Just saying. So, you know, I I would not be. Angry If they if they retconned Hera into the Battle of Jakku, just because we're not going to see everything. And I don't know. From-
1: I, you know, I, I, I hesitate to agree with that because you never know what we're going to see in Forces of Destiny season three.
0: That's true. True that. True that because that's where Hero was
2: redcon in the first place into Endor, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, uh, yeah. So, okay, do we want to do we want to move on from Rebels? Any any last thoughts,
1: mm, feelings? I think,
2: uh, um, hot
0: takes, what <laughs>
2: hashtag hot, hot callous? hot, hot
0: callous, callous, yeah. yeah.
1: Woo. hot wolves
0: hot wolves those wolves were pretty badass those Love were me. pretty badass yeah. yeah that was awesome hashtag
1: Kentucky flight <laughs>
0: yeah. that was pretty brutal that was brutal
1: hashtag when pigs fly <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was hilarious I I do have to say having hondo and uh, Melch. In this episode, did bring some in the fi- in the final two episodes did bring some added levity to help it from being too dark and too brutal when all the Loth wolves are eating stormtroopers. Yeah.
2: hashtag space whale biologist.
0: Yeah. Right. Oh, don't yeah, explain see, it. Now, don't
2: explain it. Just
0: and yeah.
1: Just <sighs> use that epi- use your imagination. Episode people.
0: Hadn't, yeah. <laughs> Uh, sob Uh,
1: by the way uh jim cummings the voice actor for hondo also uh played a character called dingo in gargoyles you're welcome oh
0: yes oh my god he was he was dingo oh that's amazing that's (laughs) you know god so can i just this again we're gonna go on a total tangent could we, Dave Filoni, please, Dave Filoni, right. you're, not, you're not listening to this, but Dave Filoni, find Greg Weisman, bring him on to the next Star Wars animated show, please. Like, I'm not asking that much. Just, please. That would be amazing. Someone make that happen. That'd reach, be awesome. Reach yeah. out
2: through the Force and connect with them.
0: Yes. Use my Force powers. You will work together on an animated show.
1: <laughs> Maybe season three of Forces of Destiny. Yeah,
0: it's actually <laughs> season two. I think well, John se- wants season
1: well. two. We've seen, but season three, we haven't.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, okay. that's where the door okay. opens. All is. right, yeah. all right. That's okay. So, I guess speaking of it, uh, after Rebels ended, it. Came as, I think, a little bit of a surprise when it was very quickly announced that there would be eight new Forces of Destiny shorts that were all released last Monday, the 19th. And then all aired um, on the Disney Channel on Sunday, March 28th. A pleasant surprise, if I do say so myself.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: You can say so. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, indeed yeah
0: it it felt like a nice way to kind of fill that post rebels void um
2: it's like a quick little can't, fix
0: <laughs> yeah i need i need my fix i need need more animated star wars you get any more of the
2: yeah. animated star wars in there huh a little bit more of that
0: yeah yeah and you know I mean, anything yep. that's got more Hera, more padme with more leia bring it on i want it all
2: uh, more, more, Jin Urso, please.
0: More, Jin Urso. More, Sabine. More, Luke Skywalker. Hey, yeah, <laughs>
2: that was cool. That one was interesting. Yeah, it answered so... a question I didn't even know was a question.
1: Okay. I
0: totally. What What was your question?
2: Why was Yoda in the backpack? Oh, why was <laughs> I, I? Never questioned it until I saw this. I like, oh, that's why he's in the backpack. I, I suppose that's okay. I didn't even know I needed that answered, so thank you, Forces of Destiny.
1: Right, yeah. I always thought it
2: was easier for the puppeteer to hide. <laughs> that was obviously, like, the real-world reason. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, that was a nice little, 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 uh... actually, I, I, let's, let's talk about that. I love how Forces of Destiny is answering little things here and there. Mm-hmm. yeah uh, Plot-wise with the bigger universe like like yeah why you see it in the backpack okay but m- like bigger more importantly is a uh, leia a little before yeah. return of the jedi that was a cool little revelation that answered that question while also tying in, tying in nicely to force awakens
0: yeah got some <sighs> yeah i like i like that it shows you know leia meeting Maz and Skinning the Bounty Hunter outfit.
1: Yeah. That was a nice. She, uh, yeah, she showed us her boosh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sounds inappropriate. Is that how you pronounce that? Oh, it does. Bush. Yeah. Boosh.
1: I always did. What? I
0: guess.
1: <laughs> the Bounty Hunter boosh. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess you're right. Yeah.
1: yeah. All right.
0: <laughs> but did did you guys did you guys have a favorite forces of destiny episode this go round?
2: I think I like the porg one.
0: That was super cute.
1: I think I like the porg one too.
2: Just reusing the force on the porg that that was yeah that was
1: that was, vi- that was that funny. was funny very Saturday morning cartoon mm-hmm. and it was it was
0: but it was cute just- and not. <laughs>
1: No, in the best possible Saturday morning cartoon kind yeah. of way. It, was, uh, it made my was inner was 10-year-old happy. Just like, ah, that's also, funny. Also, ironically, the shortest episode.
0: Yeah, Clocking might-
1: in at 1 minute 32 seconds.
0: <laughs> my uh, So I showed these to my kids a few days later because they've seen all of the, the Forces of Destiny shorts. And I was like, hey guys, they're new ones. Let's watch them. Mainly, I yeah. want to watch them again. So right, here totally, we go. yeah. And and they, this keeps you
1: out of trouble for twenty minutes while we 20 watch minutes, them. all.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> while they eat breakfast. Right. So and they they thought the pork one was just great, and they would go back and replay it because I just put them on my iPad and uh-huh. then, you know it, it goes through them and so they're like well, we want to watch the pork one again play the pork one again i'm going to play the pork one again so they thought they thought that was just great they loved that oh they're they on the pork train
2: the pork train um before i forget <laughs> the pork train <laughs> before i forget uh wasoka ship padme ship
0: yeah yes in in the uh Anakin, and the prequel Padme, one, Ahsoka prequel short. Yes, we see... Ahsoka
1: a- joins Anakin on a mission planned for just he and Padme. Yeah. Can you say third
0: wheel? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Obi-Wan trying <But> to... <laughs>
1: Ahsoka knows.
0: She totally knows.
1: She totally knows.
0: Totally
2: oh, knows. Okay, a bit slight tangent here. I don't know if this is true or not. I, I I meant to do more research on this, but apparently in some earlier drafts of the Revenge of the Sith script, Obi Wan revealed that he knew about their relationship, but he went oh, really yeah, but he went against the code because he wanted Anakin to be happy. Mm. Oh, that that adds a new layer. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know if just that's just some weird thread talk, but. I kind of want that to be real because I like that Ahsoka knows and just kind of, she acts cool about it. But I lo- I love, I adore the idea of Obi-Wan knowing to, even more. Yeah. Because, I mean, if the full-fledged master doesn't do anything about it. I mean, that's true love. He loves Anakin and he wants Anakin to be happy. And that makes the Musafar sequence that much more painful. Yeah right
0: yeah i don't know if it all adds up because you know you get the scene with anakin and pad or sorry not anakin and padme padme and obi-wan oh yeah after anakin is turned and he says i'm so sorry
2: yeah no Uh, i I thought about that too but it is it was an earlier script concept if it's true
0: yeah but but still, yeah. But, but yeah, you 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 guys are right. Ahsoka totally knows that there's something going on there, which then also ties into the end of Clone Wars, when Ahsoka acknowledges Anakin when Anakin you know says that he understands wanting to leave the Order, and Ahsoka knows why. Yeah. Or it's Ooh. intimated that you know she yeah. she yeah, understands. Yeah. Great why observation. He wants to. That's right. So. All these little threads. Not surprisingly, that was my favorite short of all of them. Closely or tied with the Hera Sabine short, uh, which I loved because, um, I don't know, that just felt fun. And them kind of having this Hera being a... Real great pilot knocking off the cockpit to the, the shuttle yeah. and just, with the Leiku yeah. flying back troopers. in the wind. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That, <laughs> they're just like, oh, no. And the ship just kind of drops out. <laughs> like, ooh, right. sorry, guys. It's like, what do
2: you actually do in that
1: situation?
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was a little bit Look like. Look for
1: ooh. a parachute.
0: Yeah. Star Wars equivalent. <laughs> Anybody got a mando jetpack? Yeah, they were wishing they had those. Uh that so I I really enjoyed that short too and probably a part of that was just with Rebels having ended so recently that it was like, oh, you know, I get to see them again. But um
1: we also got the episode with Finn and Rose with another tentacle creature.
0: <laughs> what <laughs> So, yeah, let's talk about space invertebrate biology. Um, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like, what, what is it with Star Wars and like space sea creatures? So, we've got Purgale, right. Whales. We've Whale, got whatever.
1: Squid kind of yeah,
0: combo. Jellyfish. Well, yeah. No. So, and then these are like space jellyfish. Yeah. And then whatever those weird things in the Clone Wars were and whatever yeah. we're going to see in the Solo movie coming up. Right, right. So I just – I mean I get the illusion, but I have to say I was greatly amused by yet another giant –
1: Tentacle monster. S-
0: space creature, <laughs> jellyfish. Yeah. Uh Yeah. <laughs> I mean they looked cool. It also, I don't know, did maybe it's because I have kids and I am regularly watching all of these movies, but was anybody else reminded of the Finding Nemo sequence? Oh,
1: totally. Jump on the top.
0: J- yeah. yeah, when <laughs> when Nemo's dad and Dory are hopping through the jellyfish. That right. that, that immediately
2: No, uh, that absolutely
0: this feels familiar. Same expect-
2: you bet. I was half yeah. expecting a giant sea turtle, a giant space sea turtle to show up and just be like, yeah, happy <laughs>
0: guys. Up, right on, radical. <laughs> Thank God it didn't. But <laughs> because
2: but it's Star Wars, the giant space sea turtle would also have tentacles of some
1: sort. even though it's a turtle. That's probably true. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. Instead of flippers.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just because it's in space doesn't mean it has to have tentacles. Like, who do I need? But to talk it to? also <laughs> means
1: that it can.
2: Yeah. Cat Ray, uh, this is will. Star Wars, and all giant space creatures have tentacles.
0: Must have tentacles.
2: Yes. Come on now.
1: Another another fun episode was the little bat creature that took Jin's Kyber crystal, her Kyber necklace. Yeah, that one annoyed yeah. me.
0: Okay. Why? The little street
1: rat. It was. Yeah. It was Aladdin. The marketplace. It was, it was Aladdin. Yeah. <laughs> no. All it, all it wanted was just a piece of fruit. Hmm. So just, did the street rat. He just wanted bread. Bread. So did Aladdin. I, I, Aladdin wanted the bread. This little bat creature wanted fruit. Space fruit.
0: What's interesting is that my kids don't really like that short. Um, they were like, I don't want to watch this, and I don't know if they thought it was like scary, or maybe the bat creature kind of scared them, or that they, they didn't like that he was being chased by Jin. I'm not quite. It is sure. pretty creepy, but um, they didn't love that one as much. I didn't mind. I liked. Mm. I liked. I liked how Jin kind of started out like her typical, you know, like she's gonna chase after them kind of headlong, and then she was like, oh wait. Like let me rethink this and be smart about it.
2: Yeah. I suppose. <laughs> but,
0: but not your favorite overall. That's fair.
2: I mean I I, I Jen Jen Urso is I think one of my top ten favorite Star Wars characters now. I have I had to update my list. Which I'm doing right now, so yeah, she's in my top ten. I I I, okay. lo- I love Jen Urso.
1: Okay.
2: So when we don't obviously we don't see too much of her because one movie and she's dead and I haven't read the Ripples <laughs> Uprising book yet. I finally bought it, but I haven't gotten to it yet. Nope.
0: Okay, Ooh. all right. Okay.
2: So we she's she's still on Gorrell here, by the looks of it, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. It
2: was just another Jin taking out or jumping around parkour style on Gorrell.
1: <laughs>
2: you know what I mean? Like everyone else got like a different type of adventure with their. Well, Ray got two Jakku adventures before she got her Jedi one, but but you know what I mean. That's true. We only have two yeah. two yeah. Jin episodes, and they're pretty much identical to me. It ends with Jin petting a nice little kid on the head and being nice to them. Well, and,
0: wait, no, you're forgetting about the one with Jin and Sabine.
2: True. Oh, t- season one. Thank you very much. Right? That's that is true. I stand corrected. And I, I, I like think that one. Of,
0: Yes, I think I was going to say I think of the Gin shorts that is my favorite um because we we get to see like both kind of her cynical and hopeful side um but You don't
1: like the yes, one where she saves the kitty cat?
0: I mean I do. Yes.
1: The love see, cat. I don't
0: I don't <laughs> Tuka. I don't dislike
1: <laughs> Tuka cat.
0: Tuka cat. I don't dislike any of them. Um I the the second or first i guess technically um ray short in this new batch or what they're calling season 2 of um, yeah. these 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 8 episodes season 2 of forces of destiny the this the first ray short felt a little redundant um you know she's scavenging and tito comes and threatens her and then gets trapped and she helps him and then gets her, he, you know, has stolen her her items that she's going to turn in and she gets them back in the end. But it's, I don't know, it felt a little redundant based on the shorts of hers that we've already seen. Because, like, we know Ray's a good person and that she's ultimately helpful and caring. So, I don't know. I don't know if we really needed to see that. I mean, it's okay. But that one was just kind of like, okay, I, I kind of felt. Like we had seen that, but it doesn't get old hearing Daisy speak and, you know, using Daisy, the Ray's theme in the music. So I'm fine. (laughs) And seeing
2: Tito. Tito. Yeah. (laughs) Tito. I love her accent.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: But I mean, you know what I mean? It just it felt a little redundant given the shorts. That we've already seen so far.
1: And and these were short. A minor so looks, complaint. The, the runtime on these is just about two minutes on all of them. The longest yeah. being 2.47, which is the Luke episode. Um, Mark uh, Hamill, by the way. I don't know if you mentioned right? that. I know. Whoop, whoop. Which, which that- you could hear... Old Mark trying to sound young, like Mark. young Mark. Young Mark is,
0: yeah, that was Master Yoda, Yoda.
1: You know, he's just <laughs> I just love it. I just love it. I love Mark Hamill. I, I think Mark Hamill is my spirit animal. There, I've said it. <laughs> he's the spirit animal of this whole podcast. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Also, <laughs> what,
2: what I would like to point out that I adore the music in that particular short. Oh yeah, I, I think that's the best episode music-wise. But yeah, go on, John. You were saying something.
1: And I think I was done saying it. I just okay. uh, I love Mark Hamill, and, and more Mark Hamill in these shorts is is a good thing. And I, I love that they're. I mean, it started off that the forces of destiny were were certainly, um, you know, slanted toward the strong female characters, and now we're seeing like we saw Han finally in the end of, of season one, so to speak. And um, and now we've got a whole Luke episode, uh, and I love seeing that. It's cool. Bring them all back.
2: Yeah, I want to see Kenobi. a cool Obi Wan episode yeah. next yeah. time. Exactly. Where's Kenobi and all this? Or Asajj? Yeah, I think last time we talked about Forces of Destiny. You know, other female characters we'd like to see. I would not mind seeing an mm-hmm. Asajj episode.
1: Yeah, I'd be down I with that.
0: Th- I still want Padme to have a solo episode without Ahsoka. Without no Ahsoka. Yep, to Ahsoka. Me too. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I still really love these shorts. I think they're a great way to introduce, you know, characters to fill in some missing moments that we don't know about. To make connections between things that we've seen on screen, um, either in the movies or on the TV shows. Um, my godson actually just picked up a Forces of Destiny book. You know, there's kind of like the easy reader. Oh, right, right. Easy reader cool. books. And, and he, he picked it up at a book exchange and he was, you know, he's gone to see Star Wars for the first time. He saw The Last Jedi in theaters and that's like his first Star Wars movie in theater. Oh, that's the theater. awesome. How old is he? Um, so he just turned seven. Okay. Yeah, uh, and so, but I, I was like, oh well, forces of destiny is kind of a great way. But what I did is, uh, he doesn't know this yet. I haven't told his mom. She listens to this podcast sometimes. So, hi. Um, if you're hello. listening, hello. Hi. Uh, check I have it a gift. Out. I we check have it out. In store. I'm going to. <laughs> we're yeah, talking about I've you. I've got. We're ta- Yeah, <laughs> I bought. So I got all the forces of destiny comics, and I bought both covers because i'm ridiculous but i have a whole set of the forces of destiny comics and i've decided that i'm going to give those to my godson because now that i think he's old enough he's he's starting to read that that would be a good way for him to enjoy that and then get into comics and get so so i see
1: what you're doing there. you're playing the long (laughs) game
0: bring the long con freaking
1: love it Mm -hmm. good job well done
0: I was... was, But I, I, you know, like, my kids really like watching the Forces of Destiny series, and they're four and a half, almost four and a half, so... I, you know, I think these are great little ways to get younger kids into Star Wars, and they've got good lessons, they've got fun characters, The mu- you know, it's got the music from the movies.
1: And it's not too scary.
0: They're not which, too scary. Which is know.
1: perfect for my grandson, who's going to be three in yes. May.
0: Yeah, so, you know, they're, I, I just, I feel like this is a great little niche that, these shorts fall into and i know yeah, some people kind of poo poo them as just trying to sell toys well, but no i you mean know, I so think,
1: what if they are
0: yeah, yeah they're they're still good even if they are just selling toys they're a lot better and, than and
1: you can get them for 10 percent off at toys r us so, this week
0: <laughs> <laughs> 10 measly percent toys r us <laughs> tell us how you really feel john
2: if I mean it. those those people gotta realize that they're not really the audience for this. This is a gateway for small children to discover Star Wars.
1: Yep. Yes. Yep, yep, yep.
2: So I mean, as as childish as some of the adventures might be, you know, or you know, what what have you, they're not for you, buddy. They're for your kids. Yeah. They're for your little brother or sister, they're for your little cousin. They're Yeah. Help embrace yep. it <laughs> so they can embrace it and then then you can move into the heavier it, stuff, yeah.
1: and I would love to see a Star Wars animated series that's aimed for a younger audience,
0: even younger than than it, Rebels.
1: It, then the per- take Forces of Destiny and make them episodic. You know, mm-hmm. oh, that'd be great. Like,
0: yeah, I'd still watch make, them.
1: I would watch make them, them twenty three minutes long, and and you know, we'd all watch them, and then but gear it toward little kids. Don't make it too serious, like. Yeah, you know, at you know, Rebels for being a children's show touched on some very, very, very serious themes at mm-hmm. times yeah. that were yeah. probably a bit much for for my two year old grandson. You know, so he doesn't get to watch them all, and he doesn't get to watch all of Clone Wars, even though he's he sees it on the Netflix. Cues I want to watch the Stormtrooper one, but yeah, know? it's a Clone Trooper number one, but two, <laughs> it's too much for you
0: yeah i actually have to go ahead go ahead no i was just gonna say i did i did try speaking of the clone wars i did probably mistakenly and actually i'm glad that they so i i was like well you know i don't i think the 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 clone wars the filoni clone Wars series i think that's that's too much for for my kids too serialized i don't you know and plus yeah some some heavier subjects, but I was like, maybe the Gendy Tartakovsky one. And we started watch. I started watching with my kids. They were like, no, it's too scary. And then I was watching some more of it and I was like, uh, yeah, this is probably, maybe still a little bit. We got to go back old. and find
1: old, old episodes of Ewoks and Droids.
0: Yes, yeah. Oh, they, need re- <laughs> re- they need they need to release those on DVD. Maybe they, they do did at one point. Yeah. Come on, Disney. Yeah, because that would be—I mean—something like that would be perfect. So totally, you know, I I hope they keep making these. And I was really glad when they announced that there were going to be eight more because we hadn't really heard anything. Yeah, um, yeah and all of a sudden it was kind of, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, by the way, now you have eight more shorts to watch. Yes.
2: Right. You know, you know what, John? I think you might have called it. I can see them making these episodic for the streaming app.
1: That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. That'd be really cool.
2: I could totally see full length, half hour, twenty minute episodes on the streaming.
0: Yeah, up.
1: and they could be they could be like like these are. They're just one episode, one story. Boom, you know.
0: Yeah, and Flesh totally a ju-
1: bit. jump jump genres like you are right now. You know the different Star Wars time timelines and in, in stories and characters and and mesh some of them together when it makes sense and have fun with it you You know know what
2: what? they 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 have to be nine minute episodes put two of them together and you got your 20 minute ones a lot of a lot of cartoons do that
0: when yeah Yeah. when you think about most like young kids cartoons and believe me i watch a lot of them these days when my kids are eating breakfast it's basically two i do too but i have no excuse <laughs> well, you're probably watching something more interesting than Paw Patrol or Blaze and the Monster Machines. So, or PJ
1: Masks.
0: Yeah. So We're but, all I mean,
1: about the PJ Masks.
0: Yeah. But but it is basically that, right? Where it's two short episodes, yeah, about ten, eleven minutes ish, sandwiched, you know, with some commercials, and then, you know, you get you make a half hour. So, you know, I could I could definitely see something like that happening and i would welcome it i think that would be Absolutely. great so if they decide to do that i am all on board for it
1: i mean Which it, character can i voice
0: yes yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> i mean it, it t- makes total sense to me have star wars for the youngins have Wars for the slightly older older youngins have Wars for the teen crowd then have stars for the adults i mean there's there's literally star wars for everyone at that point yeah so
1: yeah. i can't think of a reason not to do that I mean, Star Wars already is for everyone. Well, let's really make it for everyone.
2: Yeah, that, that, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. It's like you got a little kid. Oh, the Last Jedi might be a little too strong for him. You know what? Here's Forces of yeah. Destiny. Yep. Oh, he's he's getting bored of Forces of Destiny. You know what? Here's the Clone Wars. Yep. Oh, he agreed the Clone Wars. Oh, here's the Last Jedi. You know, it, it makes perfect sense for me. And I, I really do hope they start doing that because yeah, that just means more Star Wars content overall for everyone.
0: We all win
2: everybody wins
0: everybody wins except for the haters but nobody cares
1: yeah. uh, well they never win so
0: <laughs> we all lose
1: <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys say we start wrapping up this episode adrian tell the good people where they can find us the good people can
2: find us on facebook twitter and instagram at force fan podcast and they can find me specifically on twitter and instagram at blue lab pro and on my portfolio site, blue dot com, where I am currently doing the 365 movie challenge, which is where I watch a movie a day for a whole year because I'm a crazy madman. But I'm also making a cinemagraph for each movie I watch, which is basically like a fancy gif or a looping video, a seamless one. So, you know, check those out. Leave, give me some feedback. Hey, I love that. Hey, I hate that one. Hey, watch this movie. Just just anything. Just let me know how I'm doing. Recommend a movie. Let's talk.
1: How about you, you, Kat?
0: You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Kat Ray.
1: And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at That John Fred. Also on my Facebook page, John K. Frederick. Also, folks, remember to like us and, and leave us a review on iTunes if you feel so inclined. Please. Uh, that, that That's really going to help other people find us as well. And I would just like to point
2: out that after this episode, we'll be taking a short break from the airwaves for a while. But when we come back, we're going to come back. Well, I mean, we're going to be back. We're coming back with a vengeance. We got a lot of exciting stuff in store that we're excited to eventually announce. But uh, for now, just yeah, just keep on supporting us how you've been. We, we love you guys for that. Uh, we thank you.
1: Yeah, we're creeping up on our one-year anniversary. It's coming up pretty soon, and it's it's been a crazy fun ride. And I see the future for this podcast looks very bright, very promising, and certainly full of hope.
2: Podcasts are yeah, built we've... on hope.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we're excited to share some new things with you guys. So join us again in a couple of weeks. Back and better than ever.
1: And that's going to wrap things up for this week. Uh, thanks again to my, uh, my wonderful uh, co-hosts. You guys are the best. And everybody out there listening, thanks again for your support. And may the Force be with you.
2: May the Force be with you.